It's different for black boys, harder for black girls Start your own business venture, thrive in a black world Where you and your homies don't gotta worry about getting fired and facing discrimination We are creators, we don't go begging for placement where we are not wanted And I'ma keep it a hundred youngin', we used to be hunted They had us sitting in zoos, so what you see in the news Is really nothing that's new, they really targeting you You hear me talking to you? Rose and Rose is brought to you by your hosts, Deja Staten and Christina Alford. Hello. This podcast was created as a way to address the many racial issues that this country, and specifically BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, living in this country have been carrying, confronting, living through, basically from the beginning of our history. Which we would like to mark our history is from before uh, the United States was was founded with, you know, the indigenous inhabitants who were here long before and were genocided by the predecessors to the U.S. government. So we will be covering history, current events, systemic issues that are affecting all of us today. Today. <laughs> so why Rosé, Pristina? Rosé, because, well, for all of you who know us, we always have a glass or a bottle or ten. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. But not a lie. But not no. Close in hand. Um, and honestly, it's, you know, we'll be covering a lot of heavy issues. These conversations are not easy at all. And it's just a little bit more digestible with a glass of rosé in hand. That it is. So Welcome. So today's episode is called, um, are y'all okay? <laughs> but are you though? But are you? The Storming of the Capitol. And the reason why it's titled that is because I actually said this to my team at yeah. work on a call. She did. But also, like, this is like a double, like the double-edged, this is not what double-edged sword means, but it is a double-edged, a double-edged meaning. Because also, like, are y'all white people who decided it was a good idea to storm right. the Capitol, okay? Yeah. Because every brown person I know when that happened, we were like, wait, wh- what? They done lost it. We would never do anything like that. We really wouldn't. Because why? So anyways. <sighs> so are y'all? Are y'all okay? Are you okay? All right, so I'm sure everybody knows, but again, January 6th. Which was what, like a weekend some change ago? Correct. Yeah. Which marked a very historical day that something like this has not happened since, what, 18, was it 14? I don't even know what you're talking about. Are you taking my spot as like a history person? I could never, ever do that, ladies and gentlemen. I've been unseated, dethroned. No. So the Capitol has not been actually stormed an insurrection has n- hasn't actually happened since the 1800s and that happened huh, I last didn't know week that. yeah like all the way stormed in all- case you haven't been like if, if you're living under a, a like a white privilege rock <laughs> um, yeah like the capital got all the way stormed like uh police overpowered um windows broken out um you know like basically like battering rams to the doors of the capital that normally you need um you know guest passes pre-clearance all sorts of things not only to get into the building but to get into separate parts of right. the building and we know this because we have been talking to colleagues of ours who worked in the capital mm-hmm. um, we know at least three different people who 
in the recent past have worked there and um, they were taken aback by what happened, not only because of all the things we're going to talk about, but because of just kind of how um, shocking it was that these people were able to access the Capitol building and the areas within it that they access, given what they went through um, in terms of like security clearance and access during all the years that right. they worked there. And I suppose it did kind of start as a protest. Yeah, sure. And there were honestly like there were protesters involved in right. what happened outside of the building, like the right. people who didn't storm the building. <laughs> it started out, you know, Trump spoke, whatever, whatever, said what he had to say and said some things, some really some smart things. things like he likes to say. Some smartly things. <laughs> some greatly, greatly things. Lar- bigly things. Bigly, largely. Largely things. Amazingly. And then anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, chaos and chaos. complete chaos broke out. So I think the um, only appropriate way to start talking about what happened last week is like to name the thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is white supremacy. Right. And surprisingly enough, people didn't get this right off the bat. Well, because what underlies that is like white privilege. privilege. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, white. So we haven't really like gotten to like definitions of things. You will learn very quickly. I'm like the definition queen. I'm out here just defining things like a wild woman. Please do. I, uh, so people read, um, or look at like my law school notes and things. Like when I sent, I still send current students my notes when mm-hmm. they, when they need outlines. And, uh, I show them pictures of my, my books. What? This is called factoids. Factoids. <laughs> So like I'll show people, you know, I, my, my law school notes and then my outlines. And um, sometimes there are like pictures of my literal law school, uh, like horn books, textbooks mm-hmm. in there. And I would go ham in the margins of the, the textbooks. I had a Black's Law Dictionary, which is like the dictionary to define like all the weird, you know, like Latin and just like bizarre legal terms. And I would always write the definitions of like everything in the, the margins. And I still do that. Like I'll read like, you know, like Ibram X. Kendi's like how to be an anti-racist. And like the whole book is just like me defining like random stuff so let's talk about some definitions uh because it's important like we're going to talk about these things are like sexy terms right like mm-hmm. white privilege white power yes. white supremacy like what do they like actually mean so white supremacy again, hold on what, so what, what, what? what happened on january 6th again the root issue yeah 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 the root issue is it was a white supremacist rally Correct. in the Capitol. And we'll get into like why that's like so momentous and insane. But, um, you know, people have talked about this in the media and we're going to get into this later. But like people have talked about this as though it was just like a protest that like went awry. Nah, no. son. This was like <laughs> some. Or some, I don't know how this happened. Like or- the, the amount of shock, the amount of shock, like. Every person of color I have talked to about this was 0% shocked. I was surprised it happened on January 6th. I thought this was going to happen on January 20th. I thought this was going to happen on Inauguration Mm Day. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Trump, regardless of your, like, political leanings, he has been pounding the drum of, you know, anti-government, anti-establishment, drain the swamp, um, you know, like, death to career politicians (laughs) shit. Election fraud. Yeah. for for four years now and um he has also been stoking the flames of racial animosity and fear um in a lot of the things he's been saying i mean literally this dude rode down his escalator at trump tower like on the what did he say like i love burritos like what like ignorant racist shit did he say like four years ago like he literally like 
he's just been spouting racist bullshit for four years um which i like literally do not care what you think politically like that is a fact like Mm -hmm. he is racist he has been saying racist things for four years and so this is unsurprising that um he's been amping up he's been you know really fanning the flames of um fear uh with respect to his supporters the majority of his base is white uh for a very long time so most people of color were zero percent surprised yeah. that what happened happened we were just surprised that it happened on the day that it happened or that like they made it through the capital right Correct. um so it was like more surprised at like the building that they were able to infiltrate less surprised at like the fact that it happened mm-hmm. um so yeah and the reason i'm pushing so hard on on white supremacy is because a this is something that just like isn't named frequently um you know we don't like to use the big scary terms when it comes to race. We don't like to say racist. We don't like to say white supremacy. We don't like to talk about white privilege. We don't like to say the word white, (laughs) right? Because people of color are very used to being named. Like we're used to being called black or brown or Asian or like a whole slew of Mm -hmm. racially derogatory terms. Um, White people aren't used to being labeled or grouped as white. Um, They're used to an absence of culture. They're used to an absence of attention on their racial or ethnic group. That's what white privilege is. Um, it's the ability to not know that like you have a thing that exists that's giving you an invisible benefit. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's it's fascinating to me, the news coverage and we'll, we'll get into this, but even like the common everyday coverage from big institutions like the one I used to work to work for um, about like what happened. It's like, oh, like this usurping of democratic power and like the the divisiveness and like the defeat of democracy. Yeah, like that happened. Like they stormed the Capitol and like, took a huge dump on mm-hmm. small D democracy, but they also um, did it with a Confederate flag in their hands. Yes. Right. So we're talking about white supremacy here, which is just like this idea, um, this narrative that um, white skin and the things that white people have historically created are superior, um, that they are more valuable than, and that they will be protected at the expense of everything else mm-hmm. um it's literally the idea that white reigns supreme and it's all of the things that are done in support of that that is white supremacy that is is the core it's dominance it's exclusion it's power um this is all about power and i think typically when you hear white supremacy you think about black people in the united states and you think about jewish people um at its root white supremacy historically has been anti-black and anti-jewish um, and that's because the roots of white supremacy thinking in the united states are typically associated with the kkk the ku klux klan um, you know, white citizens councils in the South in like the 1910s, 20s, 30s. Um, it's, you know, this idea of really pushing everyone else to the fringes of society. Um, if you can't get rid of them entirely, you minimize their existence um, to the extent that you can. So it's just this idea that like white Nordic Northern European culture is superior in every way, in, intellectually, um, physically, um, in every way it's dominant. Uh, it's better than, right? And you know, why are we calling this like a white supremacist thing that happened, a white supremacist event occurrence? Um, you know, there was a Confederate flag in the Capitol. Um, there was a noose mm-hmm. hung outside of the Capitol. Uh, there was a guy wearing like a Camp Auschwitz shirt. Uh, for those of you who aren't huge nerds like me, who weren't creeps at age five or six, bringing home like Holocaust books from the library or book fair. Um, Auschwitz was one of the concentration camps, um, you know, during World War II, during, you know, in Nazi uh, Germany. Uh, And there were tons of people 
imprisoned and killed there. Um, you know, six million Jewish people lost their lives, were murdered um, systematically. And, um, you know, for someone to walk into the capital of the United States Congress, um, the United States government, wearing that shirt uh, is just callous. It's disgusting. Um, and that is white supremacy. Yeah. And it's interesting also for, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have with colleagues or associates who are just like, wow, just so dumbfounded that this could actually happen. Well, news alert. White privilege. It's very, very real. Yeah. I mean, you can only be surprised by this if you are living under the veil of white privilege. And Mm -hmm. another news alert, like you can be living under the veil of white privilege if you are not, in fact, white. Um, You know, there are people close to me in my life who have been so just like hoodwinked by like the the whiteness that is popular culture that they don't even realize. I don't think like the, you know, the socialization that has occurred, the tricks that have been played on their brains. But, you know, it's kind of amazing to, to not realize that this was an eventuality um, to not realize that this was going to happen and not that this was shocking means that you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of us who are people of color, and there are three of us in this room right now, Christina and I and my old ex-roommate, but current friend, Kate, <laughs> sitting behind us um, on the floor because she's a weirdo. Uh, you know, we walk with this every day. You walk with this, the color of your skin. We're marked, quite literally. Um, that's the way I like to talk, to talk about it. That's how I talk to my mom about it, who, you know, she's white. Um, I, t- I tell her all the time, like, you don't know what it feels like because you're not marked. Like people can't look at you and um, see your race. They can't see your, you know, your ethnic identity, your cultural identity or your racial heritage. And for us, um, because we live with this, um, we don't have the privilege of ignoring it. We don't have the privilege of acting like these things aren't real. So we contemplate them constantly. Um, but for people who don't have to deal with that, this might be surprising um, because you haven't been taking that deep dive because you don't have to. It's not a necessity for you to survive on a daily basis, right? Um, so for us, like 0% surprised, 0% surprised. I will say, like, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Um, you know, I talked to Christina's uh, colleagues about this actually the other day. Um, I had a good laugh for like the first hour of the storming of the Capitol before I realized it was like an actual violent event. Um, I didn't realize the the depth of it or like the the severity. I didn't realize that, you know, there were Congress people um, hiding behind desks and that there were armed insurrectionists in the building at the time it just looked like a couple of yahoos had gotten into the building but for the first like hour so i was just like these white people have lost their damn minds i'm not gonna say the word sorry (laughs) (laughs) we're trying we're learning we're learning learning. we're learning learning um yeah we're replacing the word crazy with wild because Mm -hmm. mental health is serious um but yeah i mean we you know for for brown people who like just went through brown and black people who just went through a summer of like bipoc people are insane like look at these blm and antifa people like burning everything down which lies Mm -hmm. but um we were just like oh we're nuts but y'all just stormed the entire ass capital (laughs) the seat of the u.s government yeah so i laughed for a while i laughed at it i was like this is next level shit with weapons with weapons armed <laughs> weapons and what sort of life are you living that like, you think you can go into the capital armed military gear military gear military gear Mi- like mil people they had better gas masks like so right today is at what day is today today is uh sunday right mm-hmm. and so this weekend um 
you know, coverage broke in the news, major news outlets, you know, CNN, NBC, Fox, like all of them showing like the actual footage of um, what went down in the Capitol. And there's like 12 and a half minutes of footage that pretty much everyone, everyone has seen. And all the major news outlets are dissecting it and like, you know, taking out the pieces that are like more favorable to their political leanings. But it shows these like super well armed, uh, you know, paramilitary looking people they had better gas masks than the congress members pulled out from under their damn seats when they were like put on your gas mask where do you like what do you for real that (laughs) yeah like what where did you what did you storm also do you have all the ventilators that we were promised at the beginning of covid (laughs) where are you getting this stuff i mean it was truly shocking like i was seeing stuff that i was just like did you take that straight out of like the armory right like i just yeah so it's all it's a whole big thing. It's rooted in white supremacy and white power. Um, if you're if you're not familiar, I think white power and white supremacy are kind of used like interchangeably. Um, white power was a slogan that was kind of, um, you know, came about to mimic black power, the black power movement, Black Panthers, whatever. Um, and it's very closely tied, closely rooted um, in white supremacy, white supremacy ideology, white supremacy symbolism. So again, Confederate flag, um, some neo-Nazi symbolism, the noose that we saw um, outside of the Capitol building, literally like on the lawn of the Capitol. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, and we'll get into this a little bit more in this episode and others, like nooses for any person of color, but particularly black people, it's symbolic of the over 4,000 lynchings Mm -hmm. that happened um, in the United States in the uh, early to mid 1900s, the post-reconstruction period, post-slavery period in the United States. Um, And lynching is um, any like terrorism-based, terroristic, fear-based killing of someone. So, you know, we typically associate it with hanging, Hence the noose. Um, But it could also be someone being tarred and feathered, dragged behind a car, lit on fire, which happened regularly to black people during that time period, and to Jewish people and to black allies beaten to death. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's an extrajudicial, let me try that word again, um, killing uh, that is fear-based, that's intimidation-based, that's terroristic in nature. Um, So that noose was, for me, that's where I was like, (laughs) y'all went there. We went there today. So, yeah. Um, and again, I want to highlight not just white supremacy and white power, but white privilege really is at the base of this. And not just at the base of like who perpetrated what happened last week, what we saw, but also at the base of our understanding and conversation about it. Like the the sense of surprise from a lot of people um, and the sense of shock and awe, uh, that's that's privilege based. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have had the privilege to to not have to sit with these feelings on a daily basis, to not have to sit with the fear of driving while being a person of color, to not have to, you know, deal with with these feelings. So um, I want to highlight the, the white privilege there. Yes. There and also the fact that this actually happened is another just indicator of white privilege. Mm. The fact that. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, like the fact oh. that like they made it that far. Like, we wouldn't like, have made it within, like, what did I say, like, 100 yards of yes. the building? Well, because well, I don't remember what year it was, but, like, the woman who um, was driving in front of the Capitol a few years ago, and I think she was having, like, a mental break. She had some sort of breakdown mentally, um, and she made an illegal U-turn and then got followed by, like, the Capitol Police, and then she was killed in her car. And it's like, you know, she was black. I, I should have said that <laughs> at the top. Um and this woman, she did not get within, yeah. you know, she didn't get anywhere near the Capitol and they were on high alert. Yet right. how many hundreds of mm-hmm. yahoos get to just literally break the door down and smash the windows one in? One like, person got shot. How how did that even get that? Cl- like, how did this even get to that point? 
Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So Kate's giving me some. This is the advantage of having your room, your ex roommate sitting on the floor. Oh. Um, so October third, twenty thirteen. Um, this woman, uh, Miriam Carey, she drove to a White House checkpoint, was approached by Secret Service. Um, she made a three point turn, aka U turn, um, and they proceeded to basically stalk her. Um, they shot her five times. Um, no criminal charges were filed. And I, this is essentially a case of driving while black and having a mental health um, right. disorder of some sort. So I just I, I highlight that um, because it's it's pertinent to show that this one, this one single one black woman was such a threat um, that they shot her dead in her car before she even got a chance to get out and get anywhere near um, a building of note. Yet hundreds of white men hundreds. with guns, with guns. <laughs> uh, and gas masks and nooses and Confederate flags and, you know, batons and all the other wild shit they had with them stormed the Capitol building. Stormed and led in. And, you know, we'll we'll get to <laughs> yes. um, some more of the details surrounding like what actually happened. But it's just, you know, I want you to d- take note of the point by point comparison of like what is allowed um, what is acceptable? What is considered scary, depending on what your racial background is, what your gender is? You know, it's just <sighs> white wild. privilege and wild and wild. <laughs> WW. <laughs> Add in a third W for, for white supremacy. So, yes. OK, let's talk about um, who. <laughs> like, yes. Who, who are these people? Who decided? Oh like, who on God's green earth decided that it was a good idea to, like, pack their bags and, mind you, send, like, thousands of messages beforehand on, like, searchable sources um, about storming the Capitol? Like, literally that phrase. Like, I'm air quoting right now. You can't see me. But, like, storm the Capitol. Uh that was searched and found, I think, like somewhere upwards of 10,000 times in the weeks prior, like between the election in November and the storming two months later. Um, they knew this was coming. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the FBI and other, um, you know, security and police forces knew uh, that there were people who were coming with weapons to the Capitol for the purpose of storming it, quite literally. Who were they? Who are these people? Yes, what do we call them? Yes. What's their name? Like, who are so- they? Yeah, as they would say, these were the Patriots. Patriots. Wow. They're Patriots. The Patriots. The Pets. Oh, my goodness. Take that, Bill Belichick. (laughs) Oh. You know. Just saying. All right. So these Patriots, as um, they are being dubbed. (laughs) Which is just like, because like, what's a Patriot, right? Like someone who like fights for their country. Right. Yes. Like you're like a diehard, like your country above all else, right? So like these are these are supposedly liberty and freedom for all. For all, unless you're black. My goodness. Or a woman, or gay, or Muslim. Yes. Or trans. Mm -hmm. So, so everybody else except for us. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) For our people. All right. So, all right. So to break this down, there were over 300 suspects from multiple well-known hate groups. Multiple. Like so, this is like a hate group soup. They this is a hate group sauce. They made like a nice hate group bechamel. They all just congregated and had a party. Yeah, they got down. They got down in the capital. In the capital. In the the hollowed ground. Yep. Yeah. So some of them, I think most ever everybody pretty much knows. Mm-hmm. Of course, the yeah. Proud Boys, which you know. Who are the Proud Boys? What do they we know about them? They have been in the news. I mean the the president has, you know, quoted them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
The president has quoted them. They're also so the Proud Boys. Um, it's interesting. They like really don't like to be lumped with white supremacist groups, which is like hilarious to me. Um, and you know, several of them have wives and children of color, um, which is also really interesting to me. Um, but the Proud Boys are really um a pro-fascist, um pro uh male rights group. They view um they view their way of life as under attack. They view Western masculine identity as under attack. They're yeah. chauvinistic, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they, and they, they openly will say that. Um, but what's interesting about them is they, they claim that they're not a white supremacist group, but they like openly engage with um, white supremacists. Uh, in LA, uh, I forget what the, the tavern was. There was like in Hillhurst Village, like Les Feliz, there was like a big like knockdown drag out a couple years ago where like some proud boys got knocked out. Um, and, you know, they were knocked out because they were throwing racial slurs racial epithets around and like they have like you know nazi symbolism and kkk symbolism some of them tattooed on their bodies so it's like yeah you're not white supremacist (laughs) and i'm not black (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure but i mean so like who were they associating with so it's like the proud boys and like who else was who else was was yeah and everybody should i mean i don't know if you've already watched the video but there's a really good video on it's the new yorker I don't know. CNN had a 12 minute video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's everywhere. The New Yorker. Yeah, New Yorker. you're right. It was a New Yorker. A friend sent it to me earlier today. Yeah, because they've been like CNN, all the major news outlets have been um, cutting out. They've been, you know, taking the pieces that are most favorable to like whatever story they're trying to tell. Um, but yeah, like it's everywhere. There's a 12 minute and 45 There's second, a, I think. Of a New Yorker um, reporter on the ground following chronicling them. the entire episode, which is. <laughs> Eek. They said some shit. Yes. So they have identified a few. Like at least seven, seven plus distinct hate groups that like, and when we say hate groups, like there's like a specific meaning behind it. Um, If you want like a good idea of what a hate group is, you can go to the SPLC website, Southern Poverty Law Center. They have a hate map. They kind of track hate groups and both, you know, like from all racial groups. So it's not just, you know, like anti-black hate groups. It's essentially anybody who they identify using a pretty objective definition of what a hate group is. So check that out. So, um... So at the Capitol, yes, the Proud Boys. And if you watch the video, they are identified as wearing all the orange hats. Just so, just as a point of reference. Yeah. Um, Another group is Unite the Right. And they're basically all the participants in the 2017 rally in Charlottesville. Yeah, near UVA. That was the rally where, um, what was her name? I feel that's terrible that I can't remember her name. Michelle Hare, I think maybe was her name, who was run over. Oh. By someone during the rally, and I think a couple of police officers also died when their um, helicopter crashed when they were trying to like surveil what was going on. So, and that was like the tiki torches and like the you know like that was like an openly like um, neo Nazi KKK, right, right. Because we're here now. Yes. Um, another group is QAnon, which <laughs> which is like not necessarily ah. a group, right? Like, no, it's actually a conspiracy theory. This is. Christina's laughing because it's <laughs> absolutely insane. I'm really trying not to say all of the four-letter words that are in my vocabulary right now because, honestly, like QAnon, it's laughable if people didn't believe it, and it's so it's oh nutty goodness. because like older people too like you know like facebook has been like a major motivator and like news source in this movement like a whole bunch of people over the age of 50 like get a lot of their news from facebook and like they don't know that they're consuming QAnon like bullshit and like QAnon thinks that there is a cabal of 
like sex offending pedophile Satan worshiping people that control the actual world. And that, and who, that Trump who, is Trump's the savior. Like, yeah, he's, he's the second it. he's the second coming <laughs> of Christ. It's Trump. Because he's great. Um yeah. Where's the bottle, Deidre? Where's the bottle? I actually need some more wine. <laughs> Can you hear me that? Because yes. I can't do this right now. There you go. Um <laughs> yeah, so like QAnon. QAnon. Is great. They were there. They were present. And who was the guy, um, the QAnon guy? <laughs> what was he wearing? He looked like he was at a Vikings game first oh. off. Oh, yes. And if you watch The Simpsons, he was on The Simpsons. Like years ago. Okay. I, I can't confirm this. I can't confirm this. But okay, so Homeboy was like wearing I gotta we have to break this down for a second. Um so Homeboy, I can't remember his name and it honestly doesn't matter because like by you'll be lost to the annals of history, other than the fact that you were wearing like uh uh I don't even like know horns. Like I just said annals, but it's annals. If my mom's listening, I'm sorry. Um so he, this guy, he's the the QAnon shaman. Supposedly, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call him. And also, he's in jail, but he's he's not eating because they're not giving him organic, organic food. food. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Oh, they are. Oh, they are now. Oh, they're feeding oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's okay. getting organic whole foods. They were feeding Muslims pork, but um, wow, they will give him organic food. Okay, see, so this is why Kate's here. So Kate uh, just chimed in and told us that. Um, the the Muslim people in the wherever he's being confined are not being fed a proper diet. They're being fed pork. But the the QAnon shaman uh, is getting his organic diet because let's keep him alive. Um, white is white privilege and white that's white supremacy. Let's be real. Um. So, anyways, this dude was like pounding his chest like a freaking gorilla, <laughs> like up on like the deck of Congress and just like literally like yodeling and just doing the wildest shit. And he, uh, you know, he's like a well-known figure. He's been at like multiple Trump rallies, multiple like right-wing, super ultra-conservative rallies. Um, and yeah, he's 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 nuts. Um, and so that's that. Um, and there was also uh, Percy. Who's the Nationalist Social Club? NCS one three one one. Well, Deidre, that sounds like a gang. <laughs> Like MS thirteen, it really does. Did, did did Trump finally team up with MS thirteen, <laughs> yes. who he hates so much? Yes. <laughs> did it happen? Was this the match made in heaven? Oh my god! Uh, All right, who, who so are they? What the are they? National Social Social Club. They are a new hate group known for disrupting the BLM protests. We love new hate groups; they're Jeez. our favorite. So they were present and accounted for. Awesome. As well as the no white guilt. Look. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look. Look. Hi, like you had to name a like you had to name a group after like what you just do on a regular basis. No way. What guilt? guilt? What guilt are you experiencing? They're actually a thing. Tell me please. <laughs> yeah. They should have just named themselves WP White Privilege. <laughs> Let's get it over with. What would white privilege do? I'm not. I can't. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. All right. Who are the oath keepers? <laughs> Oathkeepers. Isn't that what Brienne of Tarth said in Game of Thrones? Wasn't that her sword's name? Oathkeeper? Oathkeepers? Wasn't it though? Okay. That was her. Okay. So Brienne of Tarth's sword was named Oathkeeper. 
in Game of Thrones. And this is hilarious to me because Tyen, Rudy Giuliani, who we'll get to in a minute, who like said that there should be like a fight to the death or like some insane shit, like the day of the rally, claims that he was referencing Game of Thrones. Well, there you have it, folks. (laughs) Oath Keepers. So yeah, the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters, they, they, what do they do? So, so they're both anti-government patriot movement groups known for recruiting members of the law and enforcement and military, which kind of makes sense. Well, like, there was law enforcement there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many law enforcement people that were there. So In the the actual storming of the Capitol. Correct. Including the law enforcement members that were supposed to be keeping people out that were like, oh, guess what? Nancy Pelosi's hall or hall office is like that way. Correct. And the woman who died. Was an ex-Air Force member. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, also, the three percenters, which I thought was really interesting. So, these are the people in the video. If you watch, please watch the video. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> so that's the sweet ones that baby Jesus, as my friend Amber would say. The, the U.S. revolutionary flags. That's like During- the 13-star Anthony, what, Susan B. Anthony flag. Yeah, yeah. And Representing the 13 the dis- original colonies before secession. This is, this is really... Civil War. So these are the descendants of the 3% of Americans that took part in the Revolutionary War. They actually have a group. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Yo. (laughs) It's getting real. It's getting real. It's getting real. It's getting real. Yeah. I mean, and let's let's take a second to talk also about like we'll get into some law enforcement stuff in a bit but like the symbolism right so this isn't just about like named white supremacist and like neo-nazi and hate groups being present this is also about symbolism so um the confederate flag specifically was flown um there are some like really visible symbols and pictures of a man um flying the confederate flag in the capitol building capitol with an o capital c capitol building um which is where for those of you who don't know our congress meets the congress being the bicameral house and senate right 100 senators 435 members of the house that's who makes the laws in our country um and this dude was like rolling through the capitol building like just waving this confederate flag and what's wild about it go ahead Christina. what well one it was huge it was massive yeah <laughs> what's, what's wild about it is where did you find a confederate flag <laughs> that big that? yeah like where it was okay it's on amazon not to hit on amazon like oh if you want to sponsor us goodness. i might take it back but <laughs> but um yeah it was huge but also what's really insane about this like so another like what are we calling factoids factoids, factoids with daedra mm-hmm. another factoid um we're pretty sure that that has never been done before, that there has never no. been a Confederate flag in the Capitol building before. And mm. why? Uh, because we fought an entire war over it. Um, like, what? Yeah. I don't know why I just did that to, like, throw some Ds on that bitch. But... <laughs> but Because you needed to. Because I needed to, because it was necessary. But, um, yeah, like, the, the Confederate flag that we fought an entire-ass war over as a country, um, you know, the flag of the secession, the flag of the people who were like, oh, we don't want to be a part of this country anymore because, like, we really like slaves. <laughs> we're, like, really into owning humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, breeding them and doing all that other disgusting shit. Uh they fought a war to not have that flag representing our country. And that war was lost by the Confederacy. And usually when you lose a war, you don't fly your flag anymore. Like it's gone. You don't, it's it's not a thing. That's why like the British flag is not part of, sorry, UK, I really like you guys. And please let me back into London after COVID. But the British flag is not part of the US flag, right? Like, yeah, we have the same 
colors, so like maybe a little bit, but it's a different flag because the Revolutionary War, we won. Yeah. So like the Confederacy, just like apparently the Confederacy never dies, like it's a thing. And like, you know, people literally lost their lives to make sure that that flag would never fly um, in the capital of the United States. And that happened it on did. January 6th. 2021 um which is let me do some math i'm not great at math but let's see 1865 that's when the civil war ended um so let's see we have what like 150 something years that we've made it through all of the racist trials and tribulations um that this country has been through through the jim crow era through the civil rights era through um trump's wild ass and January 6th, 2021, after 150 plus years of like fighting back the tide of racism and bigotry in this country, someone finally got the Confederate flag into the Capitol, which is nutty. Um, yeah. I think also like it's worth talking about why the Confederate flag, like people like make these arguments about like heritage, that it's like Southern heritage that like, you know, my, my great grandfather fought in like the in the, the Civil War and like this, that and the other thing. Like it's not heritage. It's racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care, like, who fought in that war. And it's it's so amazing to me, like, the mental gymnastics that these people do. They're not racist because their parents or their grandparents were racist, but they can claim that heritage. How does that work? How can you claim that the Confederate flag is your heritage? It's it's a symbol of your family's fight. Um, it's It's what your family has been through, but you also decide to conveniently not claim the racism behind that, right? The fact that that same grandparent owned slaves or, you know, whatever it might be. Like, that's amazing to me. So get that. Get out of here with that bullshit. Yeah. Not here for it. Not here for it. Um, yeah. So some other symbolism. There's a noose. Which, my goodness. Like, I can't. My goodness. Yeah. There's a noose. So we're just going to leave that there because we already yeah. talked about that. Like, if you don't know what nooses mean to black people and to white people, to white um, sympathizers um, and to Jewish people, to anybody who was a victim of the Klan um, in this country, then you can do your own research. Like, I'm not here to and let you know what a noose so means. Predominantly. Okay. So we already talked about like the EJI, Equal Justice Initiative, which. For those of you who don't know, Brian Stevenson um, founded the Equal Justice Initiative. You've probably seen or heard of um, Just Mercy because y'all are all lusting after Michael B. Jordan. Ah! And um, Brian Stevenson is the dude who founded um, that nonprofit. Uh, he's a lawyer. Um, he's a black lawyer from the South who does a lot of uh, civil rights work and anti-death penalty work and whatever. Um, and like incarcerative justice. I think I just coined a new term. Um, so anyways, the EJI, they, they do a lot of research and they publish a lot of their research findings and they have a report on lynchings in the United States, which they update periodically. And over 4,000 people were lynched in the early 1900s from 1910s to the 1930s, 40s. And the, the noose itself was a sign of racial terror. Um, it was really important, um, symbolically in the United States. Uh, it was used to scare a lot um a lot of people so part of why this is a sign of racial terror when we talk about terror like there's a very real um definition behind the word terror and this has nothing to do with race this is a global um like a decided upon definition like the un like global bodies have decided upon this the idea behind terror is that you're using something to scare people from engaging in political activity you're using something to scare people from engaging in something right um and hangings were used as public displays 
in the South, they printed postcards with photographs of people who had been hanged. Um, you know, people would gather. For the people would gather. Yeah. Children, small children. Um, you know, it was a thing. It was a. It was a. People would show up with their their beer. You know, and we're going. Where are you going? We're going to the hanging. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go watch this bleep. Uh, get get you know hang tonight, and um, that was a thing across the South for for a very very long time. That's not to say there wasn't racial terror and like lynching and whatnot in in the North. There was, but um, hangings were you know if you if you download this EJI report, which is free, um, you know you can see the numbers, uh, county based numbers on like who who was you know subject to lynchings in the form of hangings where and it's predominantly the the deep south um alabama mississippi florida georgia etc um also using our skins for what what was that using our skin for what various items skin blood yeah there was yeah um it's disgusting we'll we'll get into a historical deep dive of um of 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 all the the ways that the black people are terrorized and black people and their their allies were terrorized in this country um but hanging specifically is the most prominent symbol of black terror historically so there is no questioning there's no pushback like there is pushback because people push back against anything but um it's bullshit to push push back against the notion that 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 noose being outside of the U.S. Capitol was not a clear sign of white supremacy and there were nooses outside of other government buildings on the same day across the United States. So that was not the only noose uh, that that was that was hung outside of a government building. And that was a very clear sign. Like, black people were coming for you. Um, and, I mean, I think that highlights the point also that this uh, this thing, this storming, it wasn't just like a an anti-counting um, of the votes from the Electoral College, which we haven't even gotten there yet, like why they were doing this um, and why this is, like, anti-democratic. This was also, like, an anti-BLM, an anti-Black Lives Matter um situation right but we've had a lot of prominent black lives matter protests I don't even think it, it wasn't also it this was the core issue yeah it was it like this is it yeah this is actually thank it. you that's a good reframe yeah this was it like <laughs> this, it. this was this was anti-blackness anti-jewishness anti-anything other than whiteness shrouded in a thin veil of yes. patriotism so that's all for today in part two of episode one are y'all okay? We'll be continuing the conversation and delving into some more of the why. Why did this happen? Why is this so fucked up? Why is this racist? So catch y'all then. And again, I just love hearing <laughs> you curse. It's my Until next week, keep your glasses full and remember that racism is garbage. Trash. <laughs> Basura. None of this would be possible without the support of our talented team. Big ups to our producers, Lana Shea and Kate Bataille. Thank you so much. And shout out to Coda the Friend for allowing us to use his music. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Bye-bye.